Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious.
his eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast on the Fringe FM, TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and of course, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. That's dot .info. If you missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can always go to the website. You can subscribe to the archive to become a member. Even if you don't have a subscription, you can listen to a number of free shows on the website. We also have a weekly show that we put out for free. It is on the slider bar on the top page of the website. Just click that slider bar over and you'll find that free episode every week to download. Again, even if you're not a subscriber. But if you are a subscriber, you get access to the montage archive, to my digital books, all of that. And it supports the show. It helps keep us on air Monday through Friday. There's also a Patreon option for the subscription bundle. And that will get you behind-the-scenes content as well as some other perks. Check that out on Patreon. That's Patreon, or there is a Patreon link on our website. A few other things include our affiliate water filter company, Pro One Water Filters, 25% off. That's 25% off for the foreseeable future. It doesn't cost you anything, but if you decide to buy a water filter for the home, something for a dorm room, something for your shower, You get 25% off using the link that we have on our website. And it's one of those profit-sharing things. So as soon as you grab something, we get a percentage of that, a very small percentage, but it's a win-win for everybody. That is, of course, only on our website at thesecretteachings.info. That's also where you can get my books. But if you're looking to get a big deal when you subscribe for one year, you get access to everything and you get a physical copy of one of those books as well. www.thesecretteachings.info That's www.thesecretteachings.info And the last and final thing is our Escape from New York fundraiser. We've had a few people donate each day for the fundraiser. And I want to thank all of you who have donated to the fundraiser to help get the Secret Teachings to a new location. We are moving the studio and uh, our massive book collection out to the Southwest. Hopefully I'll be out there by the end of the year with my fiance Hope, and we are going to uh, have a new studio in a new place, uh, just an exclusive uh, studio. I've actually got my studio in my bedroom right now. That's how tight things are where I am. And, uh, you know, hopefully if you enjoy this show, you see that radio can be made in a, you know, in a bedroom, in a little studio that I've set up. And that's pretty much how we broadcast this show over the years, never really having, you know, much of a permanent place to do radio uh, from a big, big studio, although we, we've done that as well. And, uh, you know, nowadays with technology, you can pretty much do, you can pretty much do anything that you want 
you know, and, 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 and that's the, there's a positive element to that, of course, because the people that otherwise wouldn't have access to it, like myself and maybe like some of you who have podcasts, you know, you wouldn't be able to do something like that. But then for a lot of other people, they, they take it. And, you know, although I am completely of the mindset that we should listen to everybody's viewpoint, uh, I think there's limits on the acceptance of what some people have to say, uh, especially when it becomes combative and, dis- and, and divisive and when it borders on the ridiculous. You know, a lot of that Illuminati conspiracy, you know, reptilian alien agenda of the new world order that's a flat earth. So I don't know what the hell people are talking about anymore, you know. And of course, you know, we we, we talk about things here on this show that are synchronistic or based on patterns and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I try to I try to present a subject in a unique way. And I try to do it with finding, uh, you know, trying to find patterns that are, if you read my bio, uh, it says, you know, finding patterns that are often overlooked. And then we put our, you know, our show together and we have a theme for the show. And I think most of you know how this broadcast works by now. You know, it was a couple of weeks ago. I've been holding off doing this topic because I, I really wanted the timing to be right. And I thought it was a good way to kind of round out the week for a number of different reasons. Uh, I've spoken to uh, a friend of mine who had had a little bit of, um, uh, I guess you could say, he had a, uh, a basis in this story, or he is a basis to part of this story. Uh, what it is, is I decided, you know, I haven't done a Ouija board session for a long time. It's been about a year. Uh, the last time I did a Ouija board session, it was with my my fiance Hope. We did a Ouija board session around Halloween last year. So you know, I decided let's let's do another one this year, and we did it right before Halloween. It was on October 29th on a Friday, and uh, we set it all up, and you know, we we opened the space and purified the space. We opened the space, and then we we did a you know an open communication to, uh, you know, those things that are intended to be, I guess you could call them positive. There's a lot of ways you could, you could word it, but, you know, things that are benevolent and not malevolent. And uh, there's a certain way, of course, to do the board that will hopefully, you know, protect you from things, even if it's just subconscious that otherwise might cause you harm. I'm not see. I'm not the kind of person who thinks that the Ouija board is a demonic device. I I look at the Ouija board as a device that it's like a book. You know, a Ouija board is made out of cardboard. It's made out of paper. It's made out of glue. It's made out of you know you've got ink, and that's pretty much it. You know, you've got plastic for the planchette. Maybe a little nail if you have one of the old ones. Um, that's that's pretty much what a book is, right? It's just paper, cardboard, ink, and that's that's it. So it's it's really no, it's just a tool. It's really no different than a book, or uh, I mean, dare I say, it's no different than a Bible, for that matter. And you know, I've I've talked to uh, you know people that are Ouija board experts. Our our friend Karen Dahlman, uh, she I'd consider her one of the foremost experts on the board, and we share you know the, the our view of the board is very similar. Uh, 
I've talked about how the board is is kind of like the Bible in that way, and I use the Bible intentionally because they they share a lot of commonalities. You know, people look into the Bible and they they read a daily verse, or sometimes they have calendars with their daily verses or whatever they're they're studying or whatever they're reading, and and then they try to interpret and divine from that Bible verse, which is bibliomancy, what the uh, what the verse means and what that could mean for their day or their week or their month or a relationship or a, a job or whatever it could be. And I'd imagine that Muslims do the same thing and Jews do the same thing and, and Buddhists do similar thing. It's just in human nature to try to, to get a, to get a leg up on to, to get a, a step ahead of, of the ebb and flow of nature and magic just puts you into a position that you can align with those, those natural forces uh, put yourself into a position where you mimic those forces and you become more aligned with them. So that's my defense of the Ouija board. And I've, uh, you know, I, I will say it's quite interesting because tonight, right before the show, literally just a few minutes before the show, my, uh, my Ouija board, uh, <laughs> my Ouija board came off the wall and, uh, no joke. It literally just fell off the wall now that's happened um, two other times since I've lived here, and uh, one of the times I remember talking to Joe Roop about uh, there was something that we thought was the cause of it, uh, and another time was similar to that, and this is the third time. And I, I guess I have to go back and tell the story of of what this Ouija board session was on the 29th of October that I did, and I've I've got the notes in front of me here. Uh, of the conversation, one of the conversations that we had with uh, a character on the board. Uh, I had two good conversations on the board. One character was named Oscar, and I, I, I had asked Oscar some questions, and I had, you know, I'm, I'm very careful about how I do it. I don't ask yes or no or, you know, those, those like teenage girl questions. Like, what does, you know, does, does Brad like me? And you know, is Timmy going to kiss me? You know, things like that. You don't, you know, that, that's kind of playing with the board. That's treating it like a toy. I, I don't do that. So we, uh, you know, we sat down. And like I said, Hope and I have done the board before. And uh, I don't think she had ever done it until we did it last year. And this is the second time she's done the board with me. And we uh, were talking and we had a conversation with a character, with a an entity, a, an energy, a spiritual force, something rooted uh, in the subconscious, you know, and that comes out through, you know, micro-muscular movements, and we don't really fully consciously recognize that we're the ones controlling the board. There's a lot of ways to look at it, but we talked to someone, something called Dr. Helldor. It was right before Halloween, October 29th. We had a private Ouija board session, just us, where we spoke to an energy named Dr. Heldor. Now, for some, you might remember the name from a handful of episodes of another radio show called Ground Zero with our friend Clyde Lewis. Now, Dr. Heldor told Clyde a number of different things during those shows. One of the things that was most memorable to me was something about the Antichrist. And Dr. Heldor, who spells his name differently uh, in different sessions, but it still comes out to Heldor, whether that's Hell's Door, H-E-L-L 
space D-O-O-R, or H-E-L-D-O-R, Heldor, Heldor, Hell's Door. He identified himself as a doctor of the human condition. And uh, if you've listened to Ground Zero, you probably heard those shows if you're a frequent listener. And you know that we do a lot of radio with Clyde, and uh, we're going to be doing a show probably tomorrow night uh, on Ground Zero as well uh, about this very subject. So we're, we're talking to Dr. Heldor on the board, myself and my fiance. My fiance, Hope, had no idea who Dr. Heldor was. Um, I looked over at her and I asked her, I said, do you, you don't know anything about this, right? I haven't told you about this or, you know, we haven't, we haven't listened to one of Clyde's shows on this. And she just looked at me and shook her head no. She's very respectful of the space and very calm. So she was just like a, a, very, a very quiet no. And so she didn't know anything about the character. Um, and she certainly didn't know, you know, about what the character, what this energy had told Clyde on the show. So he had told Clyde, or it had told Clyde, or she perhaps, but Dr. Heldor had told Clyde about the Antichrist. And Dr. Heldor proceeded to tell us about the Antichrist, told us about the end of days. And one thing in particular that we should fear among, uh, amongst other things, the one thing that we should fear the most. Um, although it's not really fear, Dr. Heldor said, it was more of a, a cautionary warning. Now, what's interesting about this Ouija board session is not that it, it just happens to align with a friend of mine's radio show and, you know, Clyde had talked to this, this character on air during a Ouija board, you know, during a Ouija board session, during a Ouija board session. But it, and it's not even what, what this Dr. Heldor told us. It's that I only found out later that Clyde had planned to do a show the same night that we decided to do the Ouija board session. And by whatever chance, Dr. Heldor came through and spoke to us. Now, I found that really, really interesting. As soon as I was, I was scrolling through some of Clyde's shows to listen to them, and I saw that he was going to do a Heldor show, um, and then it got canceled, and he, he mentioned that on the, on the next Monday after Halloween. And so I contacted Clyde, and I said, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> this was like a week ago. Uh, I was waiting, you know, just w- waiting for some time to pass. I said, you know, you were going to do that Heldor show on Friday, on the 29th. You didn't do it. Your guest canceled. Well, guess what? I did a Ouija board session, and I spoke with Dr. Heldor. I spoke with this doctor of the human condition, you know, who's whose name kind of sounds like, you know, a gateway or a doorway to hell or, you know, whatever. But see, what Dr. Heldor told us could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, contrary to what some people may feel about this radio show, my intention is not to scare you. My intention is not to frighten you. My intention is not even always to provide you with that deep, dark, late-night radio. It's just... um, it's just to ask questions, and it's to, to see things from a different perspective and to recognize patterns. So, you know, when Dr. Heldor told us the things he told us, myself and Hope, during this session, you could look at it kind of as a mixture of theology and mythology and symbolism and prophecy and spiritualism. He told us that Aurora, Aurora, like the goddess, is the Antichrist. That is what he told our friend Clyde. 
and that the end of days were always here, that every day is the end of days, and that we really don't have anything to fear, but that we do have one thing to be worried about. He said, the one thing we have to be worried about is the loss, L-O-S-S, he spelled out, loss of I, that's the letter I, and the letter A, the loss of I-A. Now, if you flip that around, you get A-I, right? So I don't think there was any intention to mean that we should fear the loss of A-I. When you start to look at what Dr. Heldor said, and I have the notes, the transcript of this, you know, my conversation, if you'd like a copy of the transcript, it's not very long, maybe like a page and a half. We interpreted IA as infinite awareness, as opposed to AI, artificial intelligence, which is an I, that I, a providence, but it's also an I, AI, artificial intelligence, the reduction of consciousness, the reduction of organic awareness, and the consolidation of all of that intellect and all of that that will and all of that uh, spiritual uh, nature of man into a, a system that is closed and that is artificial. Very opposite of infinite awareness. It's an, it's an inversion, right? Like the word evil, E-V-I-L, it's an inversion of living. Evil, E-V-I-L, live, L-I-V-E. Now, the subject of artificial intelligence itself, as most of you know, has been a huge subject on this show. It's been at the forefront of my research for the show. It's the, you know, the basis for my book, The Technological Elixir, which is available on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Uh, third edition books are available now. And uh, just countless radio shows that we've done, even other radio networks, other radio stations, uh, other hosts, you know, shows I've been on. And, uh, you know, another thing we talk about is, you know, the Antichrist and the Second Coming and prophecy. I had a Christian upbringing, so I am well-versed on this. And, you know, I honestly have not, I've not spoken to a lot of people in my life closely who didn't have a Christian upbringing uh, or didn't have a, you know, a, uh, a very uh, intimate knowledge of Christian beliefs. I mean, I mean, I know... I have friends that are Muslims and friends that have different viewpoints, but, you know, most of the people I've known that are close to me, you know, have some understanding, like they know about, you know, the basic components of Christianity. So, you know, when, when you think about Christianity and you think about those, those elements of Christianity that are kind of terrifying, like the Left Behind series, leaving kids, be pl- you know, planes falling out of the sky because the pilots disappear and the clothes are all folded nice and neat— I mean, that movie terrified me. The guillotines in the street and, you know, not letting some people die because they wanted them to suffer on earth. Or I, I, That movie just, it was like traumatizing to watch that as a kid. I watched that in like fifth grade. So I, I grew up with all these prophecies, Armageddon, end of the world. You know, it's like doom prophecy. And you can find it in a lot of different belief systems, of course. You know, a lot of people believe that technology could be used to fake those events. It could be used to fake a second coming. It could be used to confirm 
uh, that and other prophecies and usher in the end of days to arrive uh, perhaps prematurely, but at the very least permanently. And uh, by permanently, I mean usher in a system that will trap the human thing at the core of the physical body, the spirit and the soul. That's the artificial intelligence. And Dr. Heldor said what we have to fear, or at least what we have to be worried about, we shouldn't be afraid, what we have to be worried about is the loss of IA. That's the loss of infinite awareness, I think, anyway. And, of course, a parallel theory suggests that technology could be used in the same manner to create a fake or an exaggerated alien contact. And now with the chief of NASA, the director of national intelligence just this week, and so many others publicly open to the possibility of extraterrestrial life in regards to the subject of UFOs, and of course with NASA's new framework for determining the existence of life beyond Earth, we may just be experiencing the fulfillment of prophecy, a mixture and a multitude of ideas and ideologies. And at the core of all of this is AI, be it from space, be it from Earth, another dimension, or a combination of all the above. It seems as if a prophecy is being fulfilled, But the only thing we have to worry about in the midst of all of this might seem quite terrifying and scary is the loss of awareness, the loss of infinite awareness. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm going to tell you about my session with Dr. Heldor on the Ouija board when we come back from break. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. Grab a book, subscribe to the show, or go over to Patreon to become a patron We have the subscription option there as well, or you can donate to our Escape from New York Fund. We sincerely appreciate all of you who have supported the show in any of these ways. Stay with us. There's a lot more after we come back. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, 
the Internet of Things, advanced robotics and quantum computers. The text takes us to the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM Late Night. The music is White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio. You can find White Bat Audio on YouTube, along with some of the other music we play, including Secession Studios, all of them on YouTube. They let us use their music, so we are appreciative of that. We're also appreciative of The Fringe FM and all of you who support not only the network, but those of you who support The Secret Teachings. Going on over a decade of radio now, and uh, about four years now, I think it has been. That's hard to believe, about four years on The Fringe FM, or at least coming up on four years. And uh, we've done a lot of stuff on radio, a lot of topics, a lot of guests. One thing I've never done on radio, though, directly on radio, is a Ouija board session. And we're not doing one tonight. And I know that some people, even those who are diehard fans of the paranormal and the unexplained, 
don't take too kindly to the Ouija board because they saw the exorcist. They think it's going to burst into flames. I mean, I've used a Ouija board many times. I've had it in my house for many years. I've yet to have any kind of spontaneous or non-spontaneous combustion. It's not happened yet. I have had the board fall off my wall a number of times, but I've also had other things fall off my wall. I've had a picture of me with a, a uh, an animal I used to own, a duck, that used to fall off my wall. I've had uh, an onk. I have a bronze metal onk that I have hanging on my wall. It's a little bit bigger than the size of my hand. That has fallen off my wall. And I've had a pentagram that was nailed to the wall. That's also fallen off my wall before. Uh, I always find it funny when someone says, well, that, that pentagram, that's a symbol of the devil right there. Actually, it's, a, it's quite the opposite. It's the exact opposite. It's the, the four corners and the fifth corner, the fifth point, is intelligence or consciousness. It's, it's, it's the, in, the fieriness of consciousness and awareness and intelligence. It is, uh, you know, infinite awareness, if you will, uh, bursting forth from the, the womb that is the, the earth, the womb that is the cave or the mountain, the grotto, consciousness rising out of the depths of maya or illusion. A pentagram is a symbol of protection and defense. It's, it's not an, you know, an evil symbol. And likewise, the Ouija board is, you know, it's not really one or the other, but it's, it's a symbol of communication. It's a device, it's a tool to communicate with, with those who wish to communicate. And of course, you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's like you don't take a power tool and turn it on and run with it, and uh, you know, with your shoes untied, and you don't treat a Ouija board, you know, in the same way. I mean, if, if you really wanted to get down to it, you could use, you know, any any board game. You know, you could write certain things on the squares and checkers or chess, and use a planchette or a CD, and you could have it move that way. Regardless of what the reasoning is behind it moving, something is happening. And you're communicating with your higher self, you're communicating with perhaps a guardian uh, force, or things that are you know disconnected from a physical body and they don't feel heat or cold, or some claim they do feel cold, you know, what we call ghosts. They don't have, uh, you know, that warmth. We might call the lack of warmth hell. There's a lot of different ways you could look at it. And what I want to share with you tonight is an experience that I had on the Ouija board on the 29th of October. It's right before Halloween, and my fiancé and I, we sat down with the board. It's the first time we've done it in a year, and it's about a year to the date when we first did it. So we got this board out, and we start talking, but we cleanse the space, and we set up the board properly uh, I've done it before, and I have a very good understanding of how, you know, that ritualism and magic works. So it wasn't just throw it down, you know, grab a beer and start, you know, playing with it. That's not what you do. So we sat down, respectful in the space, and we began communicating. And we didn't really talk to a lot of interesting uh, things or energies or whatever. I call them energies. We didn't really speak to a lot of interesting energies, and the ones we did speak to didn't have much to say. And some of them seemed confused and gave us jumbled answers to questions or even to, you know, who they were. And that just might be residual energy. It might not even be a, an energetic essence or a presence. 
And those are things that, you know, our friend uh, Karen Dahlman have told, has told us before that, you know, sometimes, you know, the planchette will move in a circle like it's loading. It's kind of like the rainbow wheel on a Mac computer or the little hourglass on a PC. So we were doing that for a while. And then I asked to speak with, uh, you know, I, I said, can I, I said, let me, let me communicate if there is, you know, will to do so with uh, a character that, and I didn't say the name, I said with a character or a presence that spoke with Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero. And uh, Hope, my fiancé, did not know who this presence was, so she certainly wasn't moving the board. I can say hand to God, Allah, Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, whatever you want me to say it to. I can swear that I wasn't intentionally, consciously moving it. Very likely that a lot of it has to do with the subconscious, but that can also connect you to the spirit world that works through your 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 the levels of your mind. So uh, this this energy comes through, right? And it comes through the board through the the sun in the top left corner, and uh, that's where our, our friend Karen Dahlman says most of her guides come from. So we pull down the planchette, right? And we're we're both hands on the planchette, very lightly and gently too. And the the planchette begins to move from the sun. And uh, I said, "Is this the, the energy that that you know that spoke with Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero?" And it said, "Yes." And I said, "What name? What name did you tell Clyde Lewis? What name?" Right? And it said. Aurora. Now, I started out with that question after we confirmed who it was. I'll tell you who it was in a second or what it was in a second. I asked that question because I wanted to jump right into it. I, wa- I didn't want to waste any time. I wanted the na- I wanted to know. I wanted to ask, what name? And it's a very vague question. What name did you tell Clyde Lewis? We had already gotten the name of the, of the energy. So I wanted to know, what was the other name that you told Clyde? And it's spelled out A-U-R-O-R-A, Aurora. Now, I thought, okay, maybe subconsciously I am controlling this thing. (laughs) I didn't, at first I didn't think, um, you know, it would come through that clearly. And, you know, especially because my partner didn't have any idea what this energy was we were speaking to. And of course, it sounds kind of scary. I'll go ahead and tell you who it was. It was a character, an energy that identified as Heldor. Heldor. And he spelled his name H-E-L-L-D-O-O-R. Heldor or Hell's Door. That's the name that he, she, it, whatever it is, this energy gave to Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero on a, on a show uh, many, many, many months ago. And Clyde's done a number of shows on uh, Heldor, who's also spelled his name H-E-L-D-O-R, is an energy, a character that identifies as a doctor of the human experience. And he told Clyde a number of really interesting things. Now, for those of you who don't listen to Ground Zero, for those of you who maybe listen to my show for certain topics and this isn't really your thing, um, you know, those certain topics are at the root core of what we 
talked to Dr. Heldor about, which is why I was interested in in proceeding directly with this energy into this conversation. So I said, what name did you tell Clyde? And the character, the energy said, Aurora. And I asked, what or who is Aurora? And the planchette spelled out, daughter, light, sister, Apollo. Daughter, light, sister, Apollo. Now, I know my mythology pretty well. Sometimes I need a refresher for details, but I remember mythology pretty well, and I know that Aurora is the Roman goddess of dawn. She is, of course, a daughter of light, and she is, well, she's, she's like, she's like uh, Artemis. Artemis is the Greek Diana. And, uh, you know, you have a mixture of these different mythologies. So you have Artemis as the Greek goddess of the wild, uh, childbirth, uh, femininity is Artemis's expression, and, and she's the sister of Apollo. Um, the Roman equivalent is Diana. Diana is a goddess directly equivalent to Artemis. And an extension of Diana, because Diana is a goddess of, you know, nature and the environment, and you link her to the moon as well. Um, there's a lot of uh, jumbled mythology here, but if, if you'll hear me out, I think I can explain it well. Uh, you know, the moon is like a false light, because it only reflects the light of the sun. And Diana and Artemis are really the, the, the sisters of the sun god, which in Greece is Apollo. Now, an extension of the sun, the feminine element in Greece, is known as Eos, E-O-S. Eos is the female personification of dawn. Eos is also the sister of Helios, god of the sun. So you have Helios, you have Apollo, you have these different gods and they essentially represent the same thing. It's, it's basically a complex form of monotheism. That's what it is. And monotheism is a simplistic form of polytheism. So when you have a god like Apollo, a god like Ra, you know, a god like Marduk, a god like Helios, these are just basically different uh, representations on different levels different energies, different awarenesses, different consciousnesses that relate to the same thing. So Artemis is the sister of Apollo. Eos is the sister of Helios, but Eos is the personification of Don. In the Roman version, Artemis is Diana. She is equivalent to Artemis, of course, who doesn't have a direct relationship to Aurora, but Aurora is the female personification of the Don, and she's the sister of Sol, that's Sun, and the sister of Luna, the Moon. So there's a lot of mythology that's that's you know mixed together here. In the same way that if you read about Isis in Egypt, Isis is also you know she's also although she's dark in one sense and she's veiled in another sense and she's standing on the moon. And depictions and descriptions, uh, you know, she's also light. She brings light to the world, and she does it through her her son, Horus, 
who is the light of the world and who's also his father Osiris. So it gets it can get complicated, but it has, you know, simplistically speaking, it has the same meaning. So this is what Dr. Heldor told us. Aurora is the daughter of light. She's the daughter of light. And then it got interesting really fast. I said, what else? What else can you tell us about Aurora? And the board, laying there on the floor, our hands on the planchette, looking at each other, looking at the board, looking at the planchette, it began to move and spell out A N T I anti. And as it paused, I said, Can you spell the last part backwards? So we have anti. And I said, can you spell the last part backwards? And it spelled out T-S-I-R-H-C. Now, for those of you who can't scramble that and flip it over, which I'd have to write it down, you know, to see words that are written backwards to see what they really mean. But I, I, could, I could tell immediately what it was. Anti and then Christ spelled backwards. And I asked Dr. Heldor to spell it backwards so it would, for me, you know, I'm consciously, certainly not the kind of person who can spell words backwards rapidly. And it's spelled T-S-I-R-H-C quite rapidly. You know, I, I mean, I could, if you gave me the planchette consciously, I could spell, you know, Christ real fast. And if I saw the letters backwards, I could spell it backwards. But this thing was S-T-I-R-H. It was quick. So Antichrist. It also spelled out false light. Antichrist, false light. We know Venus is a false light. We know the moon is a false light. Aurora, the dawn, could be a false light. Because if you have the light of Venus, that is a false light. I proceeded to ask Dr. Heldor, what is it? What exactly is it? Because the first uh, two of the two of the first three major questions were what or who is Aurora? And we got daughter of light. What else is Aurora? Anti and then Christ spelled backwards and false light. So, you know, pushing and, and really pressing, I said, what is it though? Is it a person? And, you know, rather than just a mythological character, rather than just a theological idea, I said, what is it? A person, and the energy of Heldor spelled out very quickly two letters. A, I. A, I. A, I. In my book, The Technological Elixir, which is essentially based on the subject of artificial intelligence, there's a lot more than that, though, so... If you're interested in that, you're going to get your money's worth. But if you're interested in UFOs, if you're interested in the music industry, all of that's in the book, too. It's a massive, massive book. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You can get a free copy when you subscribe to Patreon on our subscription bundle or when you subscribe to the archive for one year on the Secret Teachings website. But beyond that plug I just threw in there, AI is... 
a number of different things. AI is that eye that watches over all of us, that sees us like in Lord of the Rings. Sauron, the eye, watches. And it watches over its, its creation. This is the world of material, the god Saturn with the big eye storm on it, and the geometry of the cube on one of its poles. And Saturn, as the god of time, watches over the rest of the solar system, collecting space debris as it passes by so that it protects the inner planets, as do other large planets, but Saturn is one of the big ones. Saturn is a a, a watcher, a guardian. And perhaps there are beings, physical beings, that have taken on the the idea of what ancient man had identified or that information had been given to ancient man and then or an ancient civilization that was advanced and then there was a mixture of what man had witnessed and seen and what perhaps extraterrestrial beings had had identified with or been identified with in relation to why you know a lot of God seemed to live so long, it could have been a lineage as opposed to a physical person, and that it could have been something otherworldly. And there is probably a connection to all of that, but that's not really the point here. Just AI is a lot of things. AI, N-I. If you remember the Momo challenge, when the Momo character was, was the clay-like sculpture was torn down, the artist saved an eye. An eye is, you know, an, an image of the Terminator. It's Howl from a space odyssey. It's a supercomputer. It's AI, artificial intelligence. So I asked on the board, on the Ouija board, what does AI have? What does AI have? And again, I'm trying to make these questions direct, very specific, but also kind of vague. And I'm trying to ask them in a way where I don't get yes or no answers. So what does AI have? And the response was N-O-T-H-I-N-G, nothing. AI has nothing. What does AI have? Nothing. My question then was, what does this mean? What does this mean? Is, Is AI a computer, essentially, is what I asked. Which, you know, could get me a yes could give me a very simple yes answer, but the board provided a platform and the planchette spelled out something different. It spelled out LAST, L-A-S-T. And just like anti, I said, as it spelled L-A-S-T, the planchette moving, can you spell the last bit backwards? And it did. It spelled out S Y. A D S Y A D. What is S Y A D? Of course, days. What does this mean that the AI has nothing? It's not a person. It doesn't have anything. What does this mean? It means the last days. And I remember when it said the last days, I don't know what my partner was thinking, but I looked over at her and I was a little bit freaked out. Not scared, but just like, I was uneasy by it. I was made uneasy by it. So I said, what are the last days? When? Now? 
that's I wrote down. This is from the uh, transcript that I I put into a digital form. What are the last days? When? Now? Could have been an easy yes, but I got no answer. So I asked another question. I said, a cycle? Last days are, are always something? And the response I got back was yes. And I said, well, is there meaning to this? And all I got back was AI, AI, AI. Three times, AI, AI, AI. Now, for the benefit of you as an audience... And for those who might know of Dr. Heldor as uh, an energy on the board, and for those who are perhaps versed or interested at least in you know, prophecy, I asked the question, and I would you know, be disappointed to myself if I hadn't asked the question. I said, is there a date or a time to this? And I got one zero two three four five one zero two three. Four five one zero two three four five. Now I'll be honest with you. All I saw was that I didn't think much of it. I didn't think like you know there was any significance to that. Didn't really think much more about it uh, until I was transcribing. And when I was transcribing this, it was only a couple pages. It didn't it didn't take that long. Um. I remembered something that I had I had put in my technology book. There's a, a a Russian, it's Russian, a Russian technology initiative called Russia 2045. Russia 2045. And of course, if you made 45, 102345, if you made that 2045, the date would be October 23rd, 2045. That's the time of AI. Now, I did not notice that when we got that random date. And, you know, this would have to be rooted very, very deep in the subconscious, which it certainly could be. I mean, my book is over 500 pages long. This little section that I have in my technology book on Russia 2045, uh, operated by the Russian media mogul Dmitry Itzkov, uh, organized by the Global Futures 2045 International Congress, for which Ray Kurzweil of Google was a chief speaker, this was not something on my mind. You know, I, I honestly forgot about this, uh, but it's in my book. Future Prospects of 2045 Initiative for Society, and it has dates. 2015 through 2020, 2020 through 2025, 2030 through 2035, and the last stage is 2045. This is what the Russian initiative says. 2045 is the time when substance-independent minds will receive new bodies with capacities for exceeding those of ordinary humans. A new era for humanity will arrive. Changes will occur in all spheres of human activity, energy, generation, transportation, politics, medicine, psychology, sciences, and so on. Today it is hard to imagine a future when bodies consisting of nanobots, that's right, nanobots, nanorobots, will become affordable and capable of taking any form. It is also hard to imagine body holograms featuring controlled matter. One thing is clear, however, humanity, for the first time in its history, will make a fully managed evolutionary transition and eventually become a new species. Moreover, prerequisites for a large-scale expansion into outer space will be created as well. I consider it not to be a fully managed evolutionary transition, but the creation of a sub-reality of hellish control where free thought and the spirit soul is extinguished. 
That's what I wrote in my technology book. And again, I did not recognize this until I went to transcribe the, the text, and then I noticed, wow, I thought it was random numbers. It's October 23rd, 2045, and that is the, the year, the date of this initiative. You know, Ray Kurzweil was a part of this. Uh, Google is, you know, in on this. And that's when they want a total assimilation with machines like the Borg. And that's, that's literal. That's not from the, the board. You know, not the Borg, but the board. That's from, you know, the Borg. That's from the Borg of Silicon Valley and this Russian initiative. It's, it's just all fascinating to me. So then I asked, you know, is this in the future? I, I didn't, at the time, I didn't even know. You know, I didn't realize that a, a date was given to me, you know, and so the response I got was away, 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 away. And I thought maybe that means away, like a ways into the future. 2045 is, you know, 25 years away. But, um, you know, I said, is it pronounced another way? And I got this response on the board. I got the response of Y-A-H-Y. Away, away, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh. And when I asked to provide another name, I got Tetra. And when I asked to spell the last part, I got a confirmation that it was Grammaton. And when I asked for the meaning of this, I got AZ. AZ in our alphabet is the Alpha and the Omega. It's interesting that there's a vagueness to that, but that there's a specific date given for this technological assimilation 2045, the date that Heldor gave us. He also told us a lot more that I'm going to share with you in the next segment, in the next hour here on The Secret Teachings. The music is by White Bat Audio. Check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Check us out on Patreon where you can get access to the archive through the new monthly subscription bundle that gets you behind the scenes, videos, and more or subscribe on our website at thesecretteachings.info. And thank you all for supporting us with our Escape from New York fundraiser. It allows us to do what we do five nights a week and hopefully to move the studio down to the southwest by the end of this month into December, before the end of the year. Thank you for supporting the show. Being here with us, I'm Ryan Gable. We'll be back. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. 
Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. Thank you for joining us this evening, this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on The Fringe FM. You can always download the Fringe FM app for free to listen to the network. You can go to our website, thesecretteachings.info to find our full show archive, our montages, and my physical and digital books. You get access to all of that, and you get a free copy of one of my books when you subscribe for one year to the archive. You can also get all of that and behind-the-scenes content if you subscribe monthly on Patreon. That's just another option for some listeners who have been asking for it, and we Also put up a $5 a month behind-the-scenes patron tier over on Patreon. Whether it's Patreon, books, subscriptions, the things that support this show, or it's top news stories and promos for each one of our shows, the artwork is something that I do every day as I come up with uh, new show ideas, new topics, new ideas, new angles. It's all over on the website at www dot the secret teachings dot info i've had some people ask me how to buy a book it is an unconventional form of uh, web store so basically you just click on the book you want and you'll see a page open up with the book and with a little button to donate for the book and the prices of the book are unique from each other so when you donate through the website you'll 
have an option to put a little note in there if you want to say something when the PayPal comes through. Otherwise, I'll know which book it is, and I will get it out to you as soon as possible. We've actually sold through uh, almost all the books we have in studio now, so I'm doing a lot of drop shipping around the world and around the United States. I will have the newest third edition of the Technological Elixir uh, available. Uh, physical autographed copies probably within a month, uh, but we can drop ship those to you now. It's all on the website. Please support the show. That's what keeps us on air. Uh, I'm not begging. I'm just simply asking because you guys are so great. You support the show in ways that I could never even ask for. Uh, the donations we've gotten for the Escape from New York fundraiser to help finance our move out of New York and getting the studio down to the Southwest has been, uh, you know, it's not a lot of money, but to me it's it's a fortune. 25 bucks here, 50 bucks there. It's big. Uh, our good friend Von Davis out in Arizona. Von Davis donated a whopping Benjamin Franklin to the show and uh, urged uh, fellows like himself to, uh, to do the same. Uh, I'll be satisfied with, with a dollar. <laughs> I'd appreciate it immensely. It lets me know that you're listening, but it also lets me know that you really enjoy this show and you get a lot out of it. And uh, I hope that you, you consider this show to be a unique broadcast. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that you don't see, uh, you know, million-dollar promotions for this show, you know, we do everything with the fringe. And uh, that's why you don't see myself or Joe Roop. You don't see us in the top five of, uh, you know, the talk stream live. Uh, you don't see us in the top five or top ten of, of really anything because it's the fringe FM as a network that we all are under. And I think as a network, we were rated... I think we were rated number, we were definitely in the top five, maybe the top three for a network. So we're very high up and we do that with, you know, with virtually no money. It's all because of listeners like you. And I mean that so sincerely. You know, I'm, I'm a no BS guy. I mean that sincerely. Uh, it puts us in the top five. Uh, that's huge. We don't have uh, big budgets. We have no budget. <laughs> you guys are what finance us and, you know, the hard work that we do on the side. So thank you very much. I appreciate it uh, from the bottom of my heart. And the bottom of my soul, I still have one of those. I haven't sold it yet. So I thank you from the bottom of my soul. Right before Halloween this year, October 29th, I, uh, I had a Ouija board session. And uh, I hadn't had one for a year. First time I had had one with my, my partner, Hope. It's the first time she ever did a Ouija board. And uh, we talked to... Uh, what sounded like a, a spirit or a, an energy uh, who was a Native American to these, these uh, lands here in, in New York, where we are, just south of uh, the city of Rochester. And uh, that was the last time we did it. And then we decided to do a Ouija board session around Halloween, a thin veil, uh, spooky kind of a night outside. And we set the space and we do the, you know, I sometimes I'll do candles, but... This time we, uh, you know, we set the space and we had, uh, you know, we opened the space. We had a little prayer and we welcomed uh, the benevolence in. And those things that wish to communicate for communication's sake, for the sake of intellect and knowledge, etc. Now, some of you might remember 
our friend Clyde Lewis over on Ground Zero. And when I say that, Clyde is is an actual friend of mine. I don't just say it to name drop. If you want me to name drop, I, I, one time somebody said that to me. They're like, you name drop too much. And I was like, Where, who am I name dropping? And they're like, oh, you know Joe Roop. It's like, yeah, I'm on the network. Like, oh, you know Clyde Lewis. Yeah, I go on his show. Oh, you know this person. Uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, because I've interviewed them. Oh, that's name dropping. I'm like, do you really want me to name drop? I've interviewed, da, 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 just went down the list. Like I've had lunch with, I've hung out with, I've stayed with. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people. Uh, this is like me being sincere. I'm friends with this guy and we have overlaps in our shows. So I just think that that's a funny thing when people accuse me of that. You want me to really tell you who I, who I know? You know, it's like, it's childish. But, you know, Clyde did a number of episodes where he did a Ouija session in studio. I've never done that. Karen Dahlman told me to do it in studio. I never ended up doing it. If I get out to Arizona by the end of the year, um, I'll be much closer to Karen. Maybe Karen can come over and, and do a Ouija session with us on air. But Clyde did a couple of sessions, and he talked to a character, an energy named Dr. Heldor. And that night on the 29th of October, when I was sitting down with my partner and doing that Ouija board session, we also spoke to a Dr. Heldor. What's even more interesting, in my opinion, and Clyde found it interesting too when I called him about 10 days ago, about a week ago, was that he had planned to do a Dr. Heldor follow-up show on the 29th of October. And I did not know that. And his guest canceled, so he didn't do the show. And I listened to his show after Halloween, and I realized, oh, he was going to do the show on Heldor the night that we talked to Heldor on the board. So October 29th, we're sitting there. We talked to a few energies or characters or just some things that didn't really come through quite clearly. We calmly and uh, humbly dismissed them. And then uh, I asked to speak with the energy or the character I call it a number of things. Energy is one of my favorite things. I asked to speak with the energy or the essence, the character, uh, that spoke with uh, our friend Clyde on Ground Zero. And my partner did not know who this was. She didn't listen to those shows, so she didn't know. So she wasn't controlling the board. Could have been rooted deep in my subconscious, but Dr. Heldor came through. And... I asked Dr. Heldor, who spelled his name H-E-L-L-D-O-O-R. He's also spelled it for Clyde and others, H-E-L-D-O-R. I said, what name did you give Clyde? Dr. Heldor said, Aurora. I said, who is or what is Aurora? Dr. Heldor said, daughter of light, sister of Apollo. Now, Aurora is not really the sister of Apollo, but there's an interesting connection because Aurora is the Roman Eos, which is Greek. They are the, the, the daughters of light. They are the dawn, the dawning, the morning, the dawning. But they also are extensions of Artemis and Diana, the Greek and the Roman goddesses. And they are the sisters of Apollo and the sisters of uh, Sol. So we're talking about the sun, sun gods, and light, false light, reflections from the moon, these archetypes are expressed in different ways in different cultures, but they have a very similar meaning. They're basically a complex form of monotheism or uh, uh, when, you, when you say something that is polytheistic, polytheism is 
you could look at it as a more simplistic version of monotheism. I think monotheism is a simplistic version of polytheism. Polytheism is a much more complex understanding of the different emanations of God. So that's why there's discrepancy there. When I asked, what else do you have to tell us? Haldor began spelling out anti, A-N-T-I. And I, you know, I, I said in my head, I thought to myself, probably Antichrist. So I, I stopped the spelling and I said, can you spell the rest backwards? And Haldor spelled out T-S-I-R-H-C, which is, of course, Christ. So Haldor spelled out Antichrist, Antichrist, Aurora Antichrist. Now, that is what Haldor had told Clyde on that show where they channeled this doctor who identified itself as a doctor of the human condition about the Antichrist. Aurora is Antichrist. Now, Dr. Heldor also told Clyde a number of other things that night, told him about uh, 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 the president at the time getting sick, Donald Trump, that happened, and a number of other things. You know, those are not my shows, that's not my content, so I don't need to regurgitate it all here. But the point is, I continued along this line of questioning, and I said, okay, I'm thinking of this in my head. I'm thinking, okay, Aurora is what you told Clyde. That's the daughter of light, Aurora. What else is Aurora? I get Antichrist with a follow-up of false light, and I had Christ spelled backwards to see if it was really what I was thinking it was, and that's what came out. So the next question I said was, what is it? Is it a person? And the response I got was AI. And I said, what does AI have? Heldor said nothing. Now, this is a transcript that I, I put into digital form. That's what I'm reading from. The next question, what does this mean? Does this mean, uh, you know, is, is it a computer? What is this? And the response I got was last. And then I stopped the spelling and I said, can you spell the rest backwards? And I got S-Y-A-D. S-Y-A-D. Sounds like end of days, last days. I said, what are these days? When are these days? Now? You know, what are the, what is this? What are these things? What are these days? I got no response. I said, is it a cycle? Are the last days always happening? And I got a yes. Now, that's a, a leading question. You don't always get yes. Um the next question I asked was, is there a meaning to this? And that could easily be a yes, you know, but um, I, I asked, is there a meaning? And I got AI, 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 three A's and three I's, AI, AI, AI. Now, the next series of questions, I didn't realize how significant they were until I went to transcribe this. I said, what is the date or time of this? Can you give a date or a time? And all I got was one, zero, two, three, four, five. We'll come back to that in a second. One, zero, two, three, four, five. Just two, three, four, five. What, I mean, that doesn't really, you know, what is that? 10, 10, 23, 45. Like, is it a date? I didn't think that at first. But we'll come back to that in a second. I said, is this in the future? And I got away, 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 away. Now, I thought maybe away. It means away. Away's in the future. Yes, away in the future. But I also heard something else. I heard away. Away, 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 Yahweh, 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 like Yahweh, right? I said, is it pronounced another way? Uwe, is Uwe pronounced another way? And I got Y-A-H-Y. 
close to Yahweh, right? It's Yahweh. It's very similar meaning, pronunciation. Yahweh, Yahweh. I said, can you provide another name? Rather than just getting a yes, I got Tetra. When confirming that this was Tetra as it began to spell gra- I said Grammaton, and the planchette went to yes, Tetragrammaton. I said, what is the meaning of this? I got the letters A-Z. Of course, that's Alpha and Omega. I said, is there numerical meaning to this? I got the number zero. I said, is it biblical? I got the word Genesis. I said, are we doomed then? Are we just doomed? Is this just the end of the world, the last days, it's all over? And the response I got was no. I said, is there more? Haldor said, yes. I said, what? What is more? Haldor said, AI. And this was a short conversation because it kind of got spooky. I said, are there any different meanings of AI? Haldor said, the letters I-A. I said, is there anything we should be afraid of? Haldor said, lots. And there was a brief conversation in between that question and this final question that is just unnecessary. It's nothing I'm hiding. It's just, un, it's just uh, it's unrelevant to this. Um, I asked some other questions that were uh, largely unrelated. But the last question I said was, I said, can you be specific? In terms of, you know, what, uh, if, there, if we're going to be afraid of something and we have lots to be afraid of, what should we be afraid of? What, what exactly is, is most worrisome? The response we got back was loss of I-A. Loss of I-A. I interpret I-A to mean infinite awareness. That was a realization that I and my friend Jack, my co-host on occasion, had when we did a show about two years ago with David Icke. And David Icke had written a book about the phantom self, and we were interviewing him. Uh, I think it was, maybe it was his next book, because we, we went to a David Icke. He, get, he gave us tickets to go to a talk in San Francisco before that. So it might have been the next book he did, but it, it was about the phantom self. That's what we were talking to him about. it, And we talked to him a lot about you know, the concept of love. And what love is, and how love is everything, and and you know, you know, you probably know David Icke's work, right? So we talked to David about that, and we talked about AI and IA, and here is this energy on a board telling us that the only thing we really have to be afraid of—it's not the end of the days, it's not the end of the world, it's not the the uh, the Antichrist that's going to end the world like some apocalyptic sci-fi movie we have to be concerned about the loss of infinite awareness. So that's the end of the transcript. And you might be asking, what exactly is Aurora then if Aurora is the Antichrist? Well, if you're a Christian, you might have had this concern before, but if you type in Aurora AI or Aurora computer, you're going to get something quite interesting. Aurora, spelled uh, pretty much, I think it's, you know, I guess it would depend. I don't know how Aurora was spelled on Clyde's board when he first talked to Dr. Heldor, but it's spelled the same way on my board. Aurora is a planned supercomputer 
to be completed in 2022, in late 2022. It will be the United States' second exascale computer. And guess what? It's sponsored by our good friends of the USDOE, Department of Energy, designed by Intel and Cray for the Argonne National Laboratory. I've spoken to you about the DOE before. I have quite a bit of information in my book, The Technological Elixir, about the DOE, about supercomputers, about quantum computers, and about national laboratories, including the Idaho National Laboratory, which gets little to no attention. And Idaho just happens to be where you have the highest per capita sightings of UFOs in the United States. Funny, because UFOs have historically, in military records, literally hundreds, thousands of them, declassified, God knows what's not declassified, uh, we're concerned over some claims that NASA makes or some, you know, UFO, you know, report, UAP report, you know, some Louis Elizondo stuff, which, yeah, sure, maybe there's importance there in the Tic Tacs, but there's a lot of stuff historically where these objects have incurred on a lot more than some, you know, naval exercises. They've incurred on nuclear missile silos, uh, secretive uh, remote locations. They've followed aircraft carriers that have been approved to carry the hydrogen bomb. They have uh, incurred or intruded, whichever word you like. They've incurred, which it means literally invasion. They've invaded the, the airspace of, of uh, those secret missile facilities, of weapons storage facilities in this old Soviet Union, in the UK, in the United States, all over the world. So, you know, these atomic energy installations, these laboratories are, are, are places where UFOs seem to have an interest in. And, and all of that, I think, ties, ties back in together, and it's just woven together in a terrifying uh, tapestry of uh, late-night radio. So the Department of Energy is sponsoring this, the Aurora supercomputer. to comp- be, it's, By 2022, they're saying they've pushed this thing back. So it could be likely not sooner. It could be later. But by 2022 into 2023, this Aurora supercomputer should be active. Now, uh, you know, you probably, uh, if you're a fan of this show or you're a fan of shows like this, you, and, and even if you're not a fan of, of this show, you know, or other shows like this, you've probably seen Stranger Things. At least, if you're a fan of this show, you've heard us talk about it, even if you've never seen it. And uh, in the third season of Stranger Things, it starts out with an experiment of some type of particle-like beam being directed towards a wall and they're using this high-intensity energy to open up a portal to the upside-down world. Now, if you go back to the beginning of Stranger Things, which is based on the Montauk Project, it's based on the MK Ultra Project and others, scientists during the Cold War accidentally opened through remote viewing and other secret experiments, especially those dealing with paranormal abilities and children, because children have an amplified ability for these things. Uh, They aren't as crystallized in matter. So they accidentally opened the portal. The first two seasons deal with the closing of it. The third season, they're trying to reopen the portal in a secret laboratory uh, at the beginning of season three. So around the time that came out, scientists at Oak Ridge National Laboratory, there's your DOE, in Tennessee, overseen by the DOE, 
uh, announced a test that they would conduct for, quote, glimpsing into a parallel universe, end quote, with mirror particles, mirror planets, and even mirror life, like, you know, Bizarro World or Bizarro Jerry, right? In order to test the theory, a beam of neutrons would be fired at an impenetrable wall. If some were detected on the other side, it would be used as confirmation of the theory that the particles had slipped into another dimension and then back into ours. This is going on at DOE facilities. This is what they're doing at national labs today. I mean, it, it, it goes without saying, but it should be said anyway. These national laboratories, Oak Ridge, Hanford, Los Alamos, these facilities which have had you know, UFO sightings and you know, incidences in the past and you know, th- these were instrumental in the designing and the manufacturing of atomic weapons. And some, like myself, believe that uh, the atomic bombs were really just big alchemical experiments. And their intention was to alert uh, powerful, uh, you know, civilizations to our presence, perhaps to open up a portal to another world. And, you know, two years after 1945, 1947, you've got several incidences at Roswell and UFO sightings really peak. Uh, the same thing happens during the 60s with the extreme proliferation of nuclear weapons. And uh, it just, I don't know, there's probably a lot of different species or things interacting with this planet. But it's almost like scientists tried. They intended to to summon these things. And uh, perhaps there's more than just biological uh, you know, life out there, d- d- dimensionally, in our solar system, in our universe. I mean, Elon Musk said, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon, right? And the founder of the D-Wave computer, that's Quantum, Jordy Rose, said that when you approach this machine, it's like standing at the altar of an alien god. I'm going to tell you what I think all of this means and what I think our Helldor Ouija board session means when we come back into the final segment. And I'm going to tell you what I think that... 102345 date means as well. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
You are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info if you'd like to subscribe to the archive or grab a copy of one of my books. I'd recommend The Technological Elixir tonight. You can also get a free copy of that when you subscribe to the show archive for one year. You get access to the montages and digital copies of my books. And over on Patreon, we have a subscription bundle now. You'll get a free copy of one of those books as well. That's on Patreon. And if you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Scientists at Oak Ridge National Laboratory, I was telling you in the previous segment, which is overseen by the Department of Energy, announced that they were going to look into parallel universes with mirror particles, planets, and life. They were going to do this by firing a beam of neutrons at what they called an impenetrable wall. To determine if anything popped up on the other side, they thought that it meant something had slipped into another dimension and then back into ours. Now, the Department of Energy runs Oak Ridge... Remember, uh, you know, the famous uh, Los Alamos and Hanford, places that have had intense, terrifying incursions or intrusions by unidentified flying objects throughout history, especially around the time of the the building of, of atomic weapons. Now, the Department of Energy is also overseeing something else that's quite terrifying, maybe even more so than a nuclear bomb. The DOE is overseeing the creation of a supercomputer. Much more powerful than what the United States at least has officially right now. It's planned to be completed in late 2022. The name of this computer is Aurora. Now, I'm not the first person to associate supercomputers or artificial intelligence with something like the Antichrist or the Apocalypse or the Last Days or the End of the World. I'm not the first, and I won't be the last. There's a quote that inspired a lot of my thoughts that went into the book I wrote, The Technological Elixir. It's over 500 plus pages. It's a huge book. It's called The Technological Elixir, and the subtitle of the book is Invoking AI, Transhumanism and Black Goo. Apparently the book is very popular in Italy, I found out recently. There's a quote, though. That quote is by Elon Musk. He said, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. I think he meant that more as a metaphor. But I've heard Elon Musk give talks before where he just seems, he just seems nervous. In fact, Elon Musk gave a, a speech or like an interview-like speech. One of those interviews where they ask you questions, but it's, it's basically a speech. You just kind of take questions. And he's... He's kind of somberly looking out into the crowd. I think it was a maybe it was a South by Southwest. I don't remember which one it was. I've watched a bunch of them. 
And he's just, he's sitting there and he's like, I've told them to stop. I've tried to get them for years to stop building the AI and I, they won't listen. I, they just keep building it. I've tried to get them to stop and tell them that this is dangerous and we shouldn't do this. And, you know, I mean, the U.S. federal government is worried about AI proliferation as well. Uh, just like with UFOs, the U.S. federal government and other governments are very worried, even to this day, about the subject of UFOs and what that might imply. In fact, just this week, the director of national intelligence said that UFOs might be extraterrestrial. We've had the chief of NASA in the last few weeks saying that he won't rule out the possibility. I mean, these are things that the public logically, reasonably, with critical thinking would say, of course, you can't, if you don't know what it is, how can you rule something out without even knowing that you can rule it out? Like, it's not like you did some investigation and found, well, they're definitely not from another planet or another dimension. You don't even know what they are to even classify them as unclassified. It's just like a total uh, anomaly. But so many people are now opening this Pandora's box. They're opening themselves and the public to the possibility of extraterrestrial life in regard to the subject of UFOs. And now with NASA's new framework for determining the existence of life beyond Earth, they're putting this together with other scientists. I can't help but think we're experiencing the fulfillment of prophecy. A mixture of a multitude of theological and psychological and spiritual ideas and ideologies. And at the core of all of this is artificial intelligence, whether it's from Earth, it's man-made, it's from another dimension, or it's a combination of all of these things. Perhaps the information was given to us from somewhere else. And that's why people like Elon Musk just look like they're they're sweating. I mean, they're probably, they're microdosing, taking drugs, you know. But, but like Musk is, it's got like he's got a gun to his head. And he's like, I told them not to do it, but I, they just, they keep doing it. I told them to stop. Don't do it, but they keep doing it, right? Regardless of where this stuff comes from, I mean, it, it could be just you know, a natural development, right? It, or it could be the Borg. It, it just seems that prophecy is being fulfilled. And, you know, this, this Ouija board session I did on the 29th is interesting for a lot of reasons. It's interesting because, one, I found out after Halloween that my friend Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero had planned to do a Ouija board show that Friday. And he had planned to talk to the very thing, energy, spirit, character that I didn't intend to talk to. I was just going to do it for, you know, the sake of doing another session. Because it had been a year since my partner Hope and I had done a Ouija board session. And we got to speaking with Dr. Heldor. And Dr. Heldor told us what he told Clyde. He said, Aurora is the Antichrist. But he went into a different line of answering based on my different line of questioning. I said, what is Aurora? He said, AI. I'm assuming him. Some kind of energy. I said, what does AI have? He says, nothing. I said, what does this mean? He said, these are the last days. Now, both last days and Antichrist, I had spelled backwards partially just to see, is this really Haldor? Is this really an energy, an essence, something that's disconnected from me. And if it is me, subconsciously, it's rooted deep in my subconscious because I can't spell backwards that great. 
Hell, sometimes I can't spell great forwards, okay? I'll be fair with myself here and with you. But I, it was spelled backwards, and it was just happening in real time quickly. So I said, is this a cycle? What were these last days? And Haldor said yes. And I said, well, is there meaning? Haldor says, AI, AI, AI. I said, is there a date and time for this? Haldor says, 102345. 102345. And as I proceeded to ask questions, I said, is this in the future? He said, away, away, away. I thought away as in it's in the future. But I said, is that pronounced a different way? And he said, yes, Yahweh, Y-A-H-Y, or Tetragrammaton, or A-Z. That's Alpha to Omega, I interpreted. Uh, you know, asking what is the numerical meaning of this? I got the number zero, or is zero even a number, right? Is, is, this, a, is this a biblical thing? And Heldor said, Genesis. I said, are we doomed? Heldor said, no, we're not doomed. We just have to be afraid of the loss of I-A, infinite awareness. Aurora is the Antichrist, the false light, it is artificial intelligence, and we need to be afraid only of the loss of infinite awareness, only of the loss, in my opinion, of consciousness. I've been arguing for years and aggressively for months that consciousness can override all of the horrible, terrible, scary things that are happening in the world around us right now. I think from consciousness stems love in the same way that Aurora, a Roman goddess of dawn, ultimately stems from the Greek goddess of hunting and nature, Artemis, who's a sister of Apollo, the sun god. Artemis is directly connected, of course, to Eos, which is the Greek version of Aurora. And Aurora is the sister of Sol, the sun, and Luna, the moon. There's a connection between all of this. Consciousness is the thread that connects it all. Awareness, consciousness, intellect, wisdom. That's what Solomon asked for, right? Solomon asked for wisdom. And because he didn't ask for material things, he just wanted to understand and know things, he was granted that incredible power. And the power to control demons and to put them in little brass vessels and to control them through his seal and his ring and this is what we would call God. This is what we would call Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, Alpha to Omega, the beginning and the end. It's Genesis. It's, it's all of these things. It's, I mean, Genesis is a new beginning, right? It's, it's the, a new evolution, a new, a new starting point, a, a, a restart, if you will. And, and, it, and there's, only thing, there's only one thing to be, a, to be afraid of, to be scared of it. We shouldn't be afraid and shouldn't be scared of all these little petty things. We should be afraid of losing our consciousness, losing our love, losing our intelligence, losing our wisdom, losing the things that make us more than human and at the same time make us human. If we lose those things, we might think, well, I'm more human. I'm only material. I'm only human. But it's those things that animate the body. It's those things that animate the self. Without them, you would not be human. We should be afraid of losing those things. We should be building things, accomplishing things, creating things, things that are beneficial to others, 
not paying lip service, not political correctness, not social justice, doing things that are beneficial to others, not just on the surface, but underneath. The outcomes matter. And so does the road to get to that final destination. We should be afraid of losing IA, as Haldor told us. And if that's just my subconscious, and that's just Clyde Lewis's subconscious, and that's just your subconscious, I think that also tells you perhaps more than if Haldor is an actual spirit. Because we know that deep down. We know that that's the answer, consciousness. But see, there are people that are doing things that are far more evil E-V-I-L, an inversion of living. We're living freely as organic human beings, expressing our consciousness, expressing our our, our love, uh, expressing ourselves, our soul, our spirit. And there are those who wish to trap us and to prevent us from experiencing those things. Samsung's 6G is a great place to begin your investigation. They have a plan to build 6G by 2030. It's not a new cell phone tower. It is a digital sub-reality where machines are in control and you are plugged into it and there are replicas digitally of you and others and places. Go read Samsung's white paper for yourself. There are segments of it, fragments of it, in my book, The Technological Elixir. But it goes beyond that because Haldor told us on the Ouija board that Aurora is the Antichrist. And going through the motions of asking additional questions, like what is it? What is Aurora? What is the Antichrist? We got the response, AI. 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 AI doesn't really have anything, Haldor said. It's just, it's a powerful system. You know, the Department of Energy right now has sponsored and is building with Intel and Cray for the Argonne National Lab, run by the DOE, a supercomputer to be completed in late 2022. It's called Aurora. The supercomputer is called Aurora, and we know the history that the DOE has looking into parallel universes with various projects like Montauk, that were military experiments, the basis for the TV show Stranger Things, the upside-down world. People like Elon Musk have said, with AI, we are summoning the demon. And others like Jordy Rose, who our good friend Kev Baker on the Kev Baker Show. I've always given the biggest props in the world to Kev. He got Jordy Rose on the show and did an interview with him. And Jordy Rose clarified some of the things he had said in the past about the D-Wave, But Jordy Rose has said that standing next to this thing, and you can hear this in our introduction to the show, it's like standing at the altar of an alien god. That's what he said. Quote, like standing at the altar of an alien god. And I want to read you something else Jordy Rose said. This is all in my technology book. But I want to read this to you. I want to read this to you because it connects AI and quantum computers to Aurora the Antichrist, the last days, the end of the world, and the presence of a force not from this world, something that is from another dimension, another solar system, another universe, another galaxy, somewhere else, and perhaps something that, be it from somewhere else or be it from here, 
is being utilized to manufacture the end of those prophecies that so many religious people believe in, the second coming, using that alien presence to do so. Here's what Jordy Rose had to say. Quote, So when this thing that I'm talking about happens, it's going to be exactly the thing that you were thinking about, about those super intelligent AIs. So the one thing I can tell you is they are not going to be like us. So alien means, you know, different. These things that we're building, are not, they're not going to be people. They might be really smart. They might be really good at all sorts of different things, but they're not going to be like us. They are going to be aliens. And, of course, I'm just kind of abbreviating this, going to, not going to, you know, going to be, gonna, they're, they're going to be aliens. And they're going to be, I'm sorry to say, way smarter than every single person in this room in ways that we can't even comprehend. This next part is where I get chills. Think about everything we've talked about on this show just in the last month, the last two months. Our Cthulhu shows, our Kraken shows, the Great Reset, the Green New Deal, the trillions of dollars, the resetting of the world economy, the establishment of an authoritarian, technocratic, medical tyranny in the name of an invisible enemy. Think about a visible enemy, an enemy from beyond our planet. The next stage of Werner von Braun's terrorists and asteroids and then the alien threat. It's all a hoax. It's all made up, right? Here's what Jordy Rose had to say. These things that we are summoning into the world now are not demons. They're not evil. But they're more like the Lovecraftian great old ones. There are entities that are not necessarily going to be aligned with what we want. Just gives me chills to read that. He's talking about using the quantum computer to do this. And he says, quote, Underneath it all is this rising tsunami that, if we're not careful, is going to wipe us all out. And then, whether it was an intentional joke, or it was a switching in, you know, consciousness or whatever... And I don't think Jordy Rose is a bad guy. I'd listen to him on Kev. He's just an average guy. As far as I understand, he couldn't even get into college. He just built the first quantum computer. He's just one of those guys, you know? And he says, underneath it all is this rising tsunami that if we're not careful is going to wipe us all out. Pause. On that pleasant note, we are hiring people to make something like this happen. We are hiring people to make something like this happen. The reason that it makes me feel as if that's not really an organic statement is that he has all this lead up. They're going to be more intelligent than us. They're going to be aliens. They're not going to be like us. They're going to be all kinds of different things, but not human. They're going to not really, not really evil. They're not really demons. They're like the Lovecraftian great old ones. They might see us as insignificant. They're going to be really powerful, really intelligent, really, really advanced. And if we're not careful, we're going to wipe ourselves out in reaching into these other dimensions, these other worlds. And by the way, we're hiring people to do something like this, to make this happen. I mean, that quote just, it just makes the hairs on my neck stand up. It's, it's creepy. Dr. Heldor said, Aurora is the Antichrist. 
Uh, Aurora is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is AI. AI is nothing, though. AI is the last days, but every day is the last day. And there is a future. And that future is Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, Alpha and Omega, Genesis, which is the beginning. The only thing we have to be afraid of is lots of things, he says. The loss of IA, which I interpret as infinite awareness. But perhaps the most interesting thing that Dr. Heldor told us on the Ouija board is that there's a date for all of this. And although I, you know, I wasn't aware of it consciously when this was, when this was noted in my transcript here, I was writing these by hand, one hand on the planchette with my partner Hope and the other hand, you know, writing this with a gel pen on a piece of paper. I said, what is the date and the time of all of this? this cycle, this whole thing with AI. I got six numbers. Now, these aren't winning lottery numbers, so don't get excited. It's 10, 23, 45. Now, I just read them because I was writing them down. One, zero, two, three, four, five. Then I looked at them today as I was typing them, and I thought, well, that's a date. That's a date. October 23rd, 2045. Now, let me be the first to say, that's not a prediction. Don't start a cult. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't subscribe to David Wilcox's Ascension course. Don't subscribe to my Ascension course. I don't have one. It's not a prediction. It's just an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing because if you've read my book, The Technological Elixir, you might recall reading something about the 2045 initiative. It's an actual thing. There's an initiative called 2045. 45. And uh, not only is there an initiative, but, you know, this, this uh, initiative of what the, the it's, it's from, it's Russian, it's the Russian uh, billionaire named Dmitry Itzkov, who organized the Global Futures 2045 International Congress, where Ray Kurzweil, you know, Ray Kurzweil, that's the Google guy, Ray Kurzweil, who talked about nanobots being in uh, the world around us and infusing everything with this intelligent material which is smart dust, neural dust, you know, the big dust uh, bunny. Uh, Things that even, uh, you know, uh, whistleblowers have mentioned before. Uh, The famous uh, statement by Julian Assange uh, about the smart dust being everywhere. Uh, He called it evil intelligent dust. These are the guys that are involved with this. It's called Russia 2045. Russia 2045. And there's a a doctrine that they have, almost a manifesto of what they want to see happen. And here's what they say, part of their manifesto. We believe that before 2045, an artificial body will be created that will not only surpass the existing body in terms of functionality, but will achieve perfection of form and to be no less attractive than the human body. There's a lot more to this, but skipping ahead, we invite all interested specialists scientists, politicians, mass media, personalities, philosophers, futurologists, and businessmen to join the 2045 Strategic Social Initiative. We welcome all who share our vision of the future and are ready to make the next jump. The next jump. Russia 2045. Future Prospects of 2045 Initiative for Society. They have this broken down into categories. 2015 through 2020, 
the emergence and widespread use of affordable Android avatars controlled by brain-computer interface. Coupled with related technologies, avatars will give people a number of new features. The ability to work in dangerous environments, perform rescue operations, travel in extreme situations, etc. Now, we might not have avatars like the movie Avatar, but we do have remote technologies for surgeries and for, you know, court settings and for family calls and for work now. A lot of people are doing their work from home and just so happens to be in the middle of that 2015-2020 time frame, we've started to see a complete shift into an avatar-like society. 2020 through 2025, the next five years, we're going to see the human brain linked to a robot or a robot-like avatar, they say. Technologies will greatly uh, increase, enlarge the possibility of hybrid bioelectronic devices creating a new IT revolution. This is already happening as well. And it's all culminating and overlapping with each other. By 2030 to 2035, they want to see the creation of a computer model of the brain and human consciousness. I mean, these are the Human Genome Project, the Brain Initiative, the Earth Bio Genome Project, uh, cataloging all the DNA, all the components, all the, the, the synapses, all the details, everything about the brain, the body, about nature, plants, animals, and putting it into a database and a system. And that's interesting because 2030 is around the time when Samsung wants their 6G to be operational. An operational 6G system controlled by machines where all that information about the brain, about the body, about the genome, about animals and plants could be plugged into that system where they say they will have holograms and a digital sub-reality controlled by machines where those, there's replicas, avatars of you and of places you've been and places you want to go. It'll all be in a digital world. And like Dr. Haldor told us, the date and time of this last of days, the date and time of this Antichrist Aurora, the supercomputer, nothing to be afraid of, just the loss of IA, infinite awareness, 10, 23, 45. And it just so happens to be, it's not necessarily a vague date, It's October 23rd. It's not like it was the date I did the Ouija board session. It was a week before that. The session was on the 29th. This was October 23rd, 2045. I assume 2045, maybe 3045. But it just happens to be that this Russia initiative 2045, which is partially aligned with Google in terms of working together directly aligned with Google and all the big tech companies, Silicon Valley and billionaires that want to see this transition of humans occur. By 2045, this is the time when substance-independent minds will receive new bodies with capacities for exceeding those of ordinary humans. A new era of humanity will arrive. That is directly from their website. This is a system, they say, which will be a future when bodies will consist of nanorobots, nanomaterials, nanorobots. And consciousness will, they don't say this directly, but they're wanting to replace the body and put the brain into something else. And they say this all has to do with expanding into outer space. But see, what I think is, is really at the core of what they're saying. You know, what they refer to as the fully managed evolutionary transition leading us to become a new species is 
is really the creation of a digital sub-reality of hellish control, where free thought and the spirit soul are extinguished. We are being conditioned to accept this collective artificial consciousness just as we eagerly upload our personal data onto social platforms as stage one in a process of merging our mind, brain, and consciousness, there being a huge difference between the three with computers. This is 2045. That is the 2045 initiative. Dr. Heldor said, 10 45 that's the date. It's not a prediction, you know, I'll be 50-something when we reach 2045. But maybe tonight's show could be looked at a different way if you're afraid. Look at it as this is in the future. It is perhaps an inevitability. But the only thing that you have to worry about is the loss of infinite awareness. Your body matters very little. It's the mind. Sharpen the mind. Hone the mind. Listen to the secret teachings A lot of people tell me it helps them to think. It gives them new ideas. I'm humbled by that. Do things like read a book. Do things like better yourself mentally and physically. Uh, You know, the compassion, empathy, emotions, love, consciousness, that's what's important. This isn't some self-help program. Consciousness is the solution to all of this. If Aurora is the Antichrist and the Antichrist is AI, and the only thing that we have to be afraid of is the loss of the opposite of AI, which is infinite awareness, absorbed by a collective hive mind digital sub-reality of artificially controlled supercomputers and holograms like the Aurora supercomputer being created by the Department of Energy and others like Intel, a Department of Energy that works to glimpse into other dimensions work to create technologies to signal to other things out there that here we are, we are right here, pay attention to us, come down and make deals with us. I mean, the the Antichrist, the second coming, technology could be used to fake these things, to usher in the end of days prematurely and permanently. A parallel theory suggesting that technology could be used to create a fake alien contact. And while... We've seen the Director of National Intelligence this week and NASA in the previous couple of weeks and so many others now publicly acknowledge that extraterrestrial life might be at the core of the UFO phenomena. And of course, with NASA's new framework for determining the existence of life beyond Earth, we just may be experiencing a fulfillment of prophecy, a mixture of a multitude of ideas and ideologies at the core of which is artificial intelligence. Regardless of where it comes from, it's a combination of Perhaps things that came from space, from Earth, another dimension, whatever. It just seems a prophecy is being fulfilled. And the only thing we have to worry about, according to Dr. Heldor on the Ouija board, is infinite awareness. Thank you for tuning into The Secret Teachings tonight. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. You've been listening to The Fringe FM. Please go to our website, thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show. Get access to the show, the montages the digital book archive you get a free copy of one of my books when you subscribe for one year you can donate once or you can do it through the reoccurring paypal section on our website it's all in one place there's a tab at the top of the page you can buy the books the same way each book has its own page or go to patreon we have a subscription bundle monthly there when you subscribe buy a book or when you donate to our end of the year escape from new york fund 
You support the show, help keep us on air, and help to get us out of New York and down to a new place with a new studio. You are the one thing that keeps us on air. Please continue to support us, and we will continue to support you and bring you this kind of content five nights a week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Ryan Gable again, uh, thesecretteachings.info, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on the Fringe FM. And don't forget, uh, Friday night, tomorrow night, we should be on Ground Zero to talk a little more about Heldor. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.